It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 6.08 on a Saturday morning. Welcome to Lawn and Garden. I'm glad you're here. We are here broadcasting live this morning from the 32nd, 32nd annual Fall Atlanta Home Show at the Cobb Galleria. It is a great day to be alive in Atlanta. To do a little gardening outside. I had a little sprinkle this morning. It was coming over here this morning. So you could avoid the sprinkles, come to the home show, get back into the garden this afternoon and do what needs to be done. And there are plenty of things that need to be done. And if you need to know how to do them or why to do them or when to do them, you can call us, of course, always 404-872-0750. The Home Show, of course, has a multitude, a multitude. Every slot in this building at the Cobb Galleria is filled with vendors of various kinds of things. There's some landscaping companies. There's the Superside folks diagonally across from me here, the Reliable Heating and Air folks, of course, because this is the Reliable Heating and Air stage that we're broadcasting from. And if you'd like to come down and get into the show for free, like always, if you come to the come to the outside entrance and say the word reliable, the code word, reliable. If you say that word, then you get in to see me sometime between now and 9 o'clock this morning. Have an hour of Dave Baker and the Home Fix-It show to watch. And then 10 o'clock, the whole show opens and you see everything for free without having to pay for admission. Again, our phone number, 404-872-0750. And the code word, reliable. Show up at the Cobb Galleria and uh, say that at the entrance door outside and you'll be able to come to the 32nd annual Fall Atlanta Home Show at Outdoor Living Expo and visit with us and see things that you haven't seen before. Processes that you didn't know were available for refinishing your cabinets and refinishing your tubs. Ways of making the deck underneath uh, the deck at the back of the house, how to make a nice living space there. Lots and lots and lots of vendors. They have special show pricing. It's a great reason to come to the Cobb Galleria today. One of the things that I noticed this past week as I got several emails from various folks saying what are these caterpillars? This is caterpillar time in Atlanta and one of the most numerous I guess of all is the orange striped oak worm which pretty well describes the whole deal. It is orange or sort of a dark yellow striped caterpillar about ooh, an inch and a half to two inches long and it lives mostly almost exclusively in oak trees and there are so many of them in some cases not everybody who has an oak tree will have orange stripe oak worms but in many cases when you have them there will be hundreds of them way up in the top of the tree where you don't see them at all eating the leaves on the oak tree and their droppings a little brown you know rice size or a little bit less than rice sized droppings will drop down through the leaves and if it's quiet in the morning and they're out there eating you can hear it sounds like rain <laughs> it sounds just like rain coming down through the leaves of the trees perhaps all over your deck all over your carport wherever your oak tree is and uh, folks who don't know to expect this get pretty pretty aggravated because you have to constantly blow it off the deck. The caterpillars sometimes drop out of the trees when there's a, a breeze. <laughs> they drop it on top of things that are on the deck. If you're out there trying to have a cup of coffee in the morning and these uh, little pieces of rain come down out of the tree, my advice is to go back inside because uh, it's not something you want to flavor your coffee with. So the orange stripe oak worm has been running around all over Atlanta. Army worms have just arrived. 
And that's something to be particularly conscious of if you have a Bermuda grass lawn, particularly one that's just been installed. Because armyworms can't overwinter in Atlanta. They overwinter down in South Georgia, where, coincidentally, all of the sod farms, a lot of the big, big, big sod farms, acres and acres and acres of Bermuda grass and zoysia, et cetera, that are being grown in South Georgia. And the uh, sod wetworms and armyworms will lay eggs on that sod. They're almost impossible to control at the egg stage and then those eggs get transported with the sod up to Atlanta and the sod installer doesn't see them because they're little bitty eggs and so they install them in your in your new lawn and you look out there and say man I got the prettiest Bermuda lawn in the whole neighborhood just was installed water it you know everything looks great and all of a sudden one morning you get up and look outside and your Bermuda lawn is not green anymore it is brown it has been eaten down to the ground and there are a whole lot of birds on your front lawn looking around looking like hey there's something to eat here that's what armyworms do, and that's what you have to look out for. If you have a newly planted Bermuda sod lawn right now, this is the time to start looking for armyworms for you. Now, other folks, other people who have established Bermuda lawns that you've had for 15, 20 years, don't worry. The armyworms are probably not going to affect you. But if you have new Bermuda sod, it is sometimes pretty likely, some years pretty likely, that you'll have some sort of damage from armyworms. And they can be seen. You can see them once they've grown up a little bit from the tiny size of hatching out of the egg. And uh, it's pretty interesting the reaction that people have to having armyworms all over their Bermuda lawn. If you have a question about lawns, if you have a question about worms, if you have any question about the lawn, the tree, the flowers, the shrubs, the pests, anything like that, 404 872 0750. We go first this morning. Where do we go? Let's go south of Atlanta. Let's go to Griffin, Georgia and visit our friend with, with uh, in Griffin, Nicole. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Miss Irene. Miss Nicole, good morning, good morning. The, the girl last week, they did very good, Mr. Reeves. I am glad to hear that. I had several people who said that Mickey did a fabulous job last week, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, because it's not an easy job, huh? Because oh! If you don't do, you have to. <laughs> you have to scramble or make up something. For me, this far into my career, having done this radio show now for 21, 20, almost 22 years, it's not that hard. But for Mickey and others who come in only sporadically, it may be a little more difficult to do the lawn and garden show, but it doesn't take a genius. Let me just tell you that right now, Nicole. It doesn't take somebody brilliant to do the lawn and garden show. Well, um, all about caterpillar, I saw a fuzzy one. I mean, really nice caterpillar. It's really got a lot of hair and yeah. three horns. Yeah. The cat don't want to touch him, though. Yeah, the, there's a whole class of caterpillars called okay. tufted caterpillars. They have uh, there's a tussock moth caterpillar, and there are tufted moth caterpillars that have those little tufts on them. And they're not painfully poisonous or venomous, I guess, like the saddleback is, which we touch it and you just know immediately you have done something wrong when you touch the saddleback caterpillar. But the tufted caterpillars can cause irritation, but they're not really dangerous. I went to uh, Nashville over the weekend, Yeah. and I picked up a trailer, and you see in the back of the trailer sometimes, well, lots of times, they have a lot of dust, so you can write something on, uh, on yeah. this, okay? And in the back of the trailer, it say, thanks, an officer today. Well, that's and a good it idea. really touched me, because we cover a lot of ground truck driver, and if all of them put all this stuff in the back of the trailer, you know, to thank an officer... Sure. That can relieve the pressure. You know, there's a lot of tension, and it's not good. Those guys think, that do anything for you. 
I think one of the things that is most effective at letting normal, regular citizens like you and me to understand what pressure a policeman is going under is to do a drive around with them. And I see communities that have drive arounds two or three times a year where they will you know, work it out so that a civilian can, or two or three maybe, can ride in a policeman's car, a policewoman's car, and can see exactly what they have to deal with at night. Because after you and I go to bed, bad things happen in some parts of, of the city and in parts of your county. And so seeing how the police protect us, keep us safe. Oh, man, that's great. And if you drive around with them, I think Ashley Frasca did that not long ago. She said it was just wonderful to see what dedication the uh, police and policewoman, fire, and other safety, public safety people do to protect us and keep, keep, us, keep us well, keep us safe. They carry a lot on their shoulder because sure you're not telling me that they go home at night and leave all the stuff out the door. They sleep with it and live with it. Yeah. And it's not always good, I swear. Mm. So Ashley has typed into my screener here, uh, Nicole, that you want to talk about roaches today. <laughs> Son of a gun. I saw one big old fat one inside the house. <laughs> and the cat got her, but him or her. <laughs> what the University of Georgia say about that? They say that roaches are very common in September because they've had all summer for the population to build. Some roaches get a little adventuresome and curious about what's going on inside Nicole's house. And so they come in under the door and then the cat gets it and then you got all sorts of things going on. But if you want to control roaches, Nicole, the easiest, best, most effective way to control roaches of either the German or the American or the ones we call palmetto bugs, the best way to control them is with baits. The little bait station, they're black and you put them in the corners of a room or sort of right next to the jam where the door to the outside is. Those bait stations are fantastically attractive to roaches. And once they come in and once they get a little feed, they get a little poison alongside the, the food in the bait station and that kills that wipes them out it wipes can wipe out 10 or 15 roaches because they feed on each other's uh, excrement and so i think baits many times are the answer for roach control not sprays i think sprays you end up introducing poison into the atmosphere inside the house and i don't much like that but the bait stations don't exude anything to my knowledge but they are very effective at attracting and then killing the roaches so bait stations i'm all over it that's what i like uh if you see one uh, there's a lot of friends following him uh huh. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. So get a bait station. I'm looking at the rest of the rest of my calls coming in and thinking about one of them particularly wants to know about clearing land for a pasture in Cleveland, Georgia. Kathy wants to know about that, and Rick wants to know about how crepe myrtles have black soot on the trunk. Do you know, Nicole, why crepe myrtles right now would have black soot on the trunk? It's a very uh, common. No, I mean, it's all. There's a lot of them. I mean, you see them completely black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know why it is? Uh, some kind of fungus, isn't it? Uh, you? you're very, 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 very close. You stick around, and in a couple of minutes, we'll talk to Rick, and we'll find out about that. Right now, it's six eighteen. I got to get out of here. It's great talking to you, Nicole. And there you're there. We'll see you soon. It's six eighteen. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. 
And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's a distinct change today between the weather you've had for the rest of the week, the early part of the week when we had temperatures in the 80s. Today, temperatures in the high 70s, lows overnight in the mid-50s, partly cloudy, not so many showers, we don't think, just a little bit of a percentage mark there. You get your full weekend forecast coming up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Look forward to that. We're broadcasting live this morning from the 32nd Annual Fall Atlanta Home Show and Outdoor Living Exposition. Our next caller, Rick, comes from Flowery Branch. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Good morning, Walter. Um, can you hear me? Spit it out, Rick. Okay. I can hear you real right. well. Go ahead. Over the last few years, I've been fighting a battle with my crepe myrtles. I seem to be getting some kind of black smut. So mm-hmm. I assumed it was a, a fungus of some kind. So I've been using insecticides and fungicides. Right. And it hasn't helped that much. It, remember the early part of the show, I said it's caterpillar season, lots of caterpillars out right now. Yes. But all insects, if they have any sense at all in Atlanta, have a way of building their populations, of course, during the summertime when it's uh, real favorable for them. It's not you know, freezing at night or anything like that. And one of the insects whose populations build very rapidly in Atlanta are aphids. And that is very likely what you have is crepe myrtle aphids. They're little green things, and sometimes they'll be way up and high in the crepe myrtle. You can't see them very well. But when aphid sucks juice out of a crepe myrtle, the leftover juice, he excludes through the, the back end of his body, and it's like a little syrupy kind of stuff. And the syrupy stuff covers every surface underneath the crepe myrtle, the trunk and the mulch and everything else. And on that surface of sweet, sticky liquid, a mold called sooty mold. It's black. And that's what you have, a yep. sooty mold uh, growing on the honeydew that the aphids have exuded. And if you want to control them, the easiest way, honestly, is to, since you can't knock them out with a water hose, like I would say if you had it on a, on a flower or a shrub, but use one of the systemic insecticides. Bonide makes one called, I think, systemic granules. Um, Bayer makes one called Bayer Tree and Shrub. There are two or three other systemic insecticides. But if you put it on the ground and water it in, it's sucked up through the roots and kills the aphids, sucking the sap. Doesn't seem to hurt many of the uh, beneficial insects around. So that's what I would do. But you okay. can now know that what you have is sooty mold that's growing on the honeydew from the aphids up in top of the tree. Okay, that's the one thing I haven't tried. That's it. All right, thank hey, you, Rick. Thank you bet. Thanks for calling, Rick. Okay, 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. You can get in, get your questions answered right now, or come visit us. If you get here between 6A and 9A this morning, then you can see the full show for free and the and the radio show as well. Just say reliable, the code word at the front door. We'll be back right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 6.36 on a Saturday morning. What a great time it is to be either outdoors or indoors. And this morning we're indoors at the 32nd annual Fall Atlanta Home Show and Outdoor Living Expo at the Cobb Galleria. And you can join us here if you don't want to get sprinkled on. It was sprinkling as I came over this morning. But if you don't want to get sprinkled on for a few hours this morning, you can come and say reliable, the code word, at the entrance to the Cobb Galleria. And they'll let you in to see the radio broadcast. At 10 o'clock you can see the whole show for free. 
What do you get when you come to a, to a home show like this? I'll read the list of the types of vendors that are here. Home remodelers, kitchen gadgets, landscape design and installation, indoor, outdoor lighting, marble and granite, painters, pest control, plumbing, pools, spas, hot tubs. And that's just one little column out of the hundreds of vendors that are here. So again, the Cobb Galleria is hosting the 32nd annual Fall Atlanta Home Show. And you can come visit us this morning as long as you know the code word reliable when you come in the front. Let's go to the phones. We've got uh, Jennifer in Cumming who joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Jennifer, good morning. Hey, Walter, quick question about sod that was down in March of this year. What do we need to be doing? What kind of sod? What grass? I'm sorry, fescue sod. Okay, and it looks pretty good right now? has a lot of weeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not unusual. That's pretty par right. for the course. Fescue that's applied in the spring tends to have a little more stress on it during the summertime. It didn't have quite enough time as fall applied, fall laid fescue. And so the spring fescue, yeah, it's not unusual to have spots and weeds and things like that. Do you think that you'll be seeding the fescue this fall, a little overseeding like some people do, or will you leave the fescue alone and want to concentrate on weed control? Weed control. All right. Here's what I would do. You can put down a pre-emergent. Pre-emergents prevent annual weeds like uh, annual bluegrass and uh, henbit and chickweed, things like that. It keeps those seeds from germinating in the winter. But you got to put the pre-emergent down. Now is really a nice time. Now in the next week or two are really prime times because this is a little too warm for any of those seeds to have started germinating. And if you put the pre-emergent down, it'll stop them from germinating and will keep it protected for the rest of the, of the winter. So if you want to put a pre-emergent like Halts or uh, Scott's has a couple of pre-emergents, Pike has a great pre-emergent as well, um, put one of those down according to the label directions, water it in, and okay. you've prevented all the seeded weeds for this whole winter season, which is terrific. Okay. Okay. Um, for broadleaf things that are perennial, more like dandelions and onions mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you can just spot spray those with uh, uh, one of the broadleaf weed killers. Okay, I wasn't sure if we could do that, too, because it was so new. Yeah, um, you can. That, that's great. One more question. Brown recluse spiders. I have them in my garage. We've seen two of them. Yeah. Is, is there anything other than keeping the garage door closed, um, you know, anything you can do to get them all out of there? Well, I don't want to get into an argument with you exactly, Jennifer, but uh -huh. I have a, a spider specialist who's a friend of mine down in Griffin uh -huh. at the University of Georgia, Griffin campus, and Lisa Ames says that in the 10 years that she has asked people and extension offices and others to send her samples of yeah. suspected uh, black widow and, uh, and uh, other spiders said uh -huh. there are almost none that are brown recluse or black widows. So they're all something else that is not venomous and shouldn't be worried about at all. So it's possible that you have brown recluse spiders, but uh -huh. it's also possible that you don't have brown recluse spiders in the garage. There are okay. lots of house spiders and things that sort of look the same. But it's really not a great way to control spiders in the first place, other than taking a stick and winding them around the end of the stick as you go around the garage or outside of your house. So I don't have a spray or anything that I think okay. would do effective spider control. Mostly it's just learn to see where the webs are and use a stick to wind them up and take them outside and drop them in the shrubbery, and that's the end of the story. 
okay, I hope that works because they're they're really scary looking. These things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. When I've been walking or hiking in the woods, uh, when me and my sweetheart are walking, she always makes me to walk ahead with a little stick in my hand <laughs> so she doesn't get any spiders in her face and her hair because there's nothing ickier than a spider web in your face when you're walking through the woods. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. You bet. Thanks for calling, Jennifer. You're welcome. 404-872-0750 gets you in to take Jennifer's slot right now. Martha is out in Auburn, Georgia, and she has a question about her, <laughs> something we were talking about with Nicole a minute ago. Hey, Martha, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How can I help? Good. Well, actually, I had more of a statement than a question. <laughs> I heard you talking about the, the palmetto bugs yeah. and spiders just recently. Uh, ants, anything that I have found, fly, house flies, the whole nine yards, I use Blue Dawn uh -huh. liquid detergent and water in a spray bottle. It will kill them instantly. You Even know, the there's big a palmetto there, bugs. It will take them down. Yeah, insecticidal soap. You can you can buy insecticidal soap all the time, but heck, you can make your own out of Little Dawn and some water. And the way soap works, any of these soap type products, the way they work mm -hmm. is by dissolving the waxy coating on the outside of a bug or sometimes a right. weed. And mm -hmm. it uh, kills them that way because they, they dry out real quickly. But, yeah, it's and not it, for it, every I mean, situation. You probably wouldn't want to spray this on your sofa. You wouldn't want to spray it uh, in places that I haven't you know, had a problem. I'll spray anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the roaches. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't but you do can, bugs, yeah. And the spiders, yeah. It, it, you, know, you don't even have to get that close. So, just spray them, yeah, a little bit to real dissolve, fun, dissolve like, that wax. <laughs> yeah. That's right, yeah. And, and, of course, their wings get soapy and then... They can't fly, and next yeah, thing you know, yeah. within seconds, really. I mean, I haven't seen it last very long for any of them. And, you uh, could go into business, I mean, Even on the rose bushes, I'll use it for the aphids. You could right. uh, go into business and call yourself Blue Dawn Insect Control. <laughs> that could be, that could be your company the already. They beat me to it. Oh, well. Martha, it's great talking to you. Thanks for calling. We'll see you soon. Right away, what we've got, too, is this Janie, I believe, in Conyers, who joins us. Hey, Janie, good morning. Good morning, Walter. I have a butterfly weed, and it has 10 pods on it. Oh, wow, and great. I want to take those pods and plant them, you know, in different parts of my yard. Oh, yeah. Should I plant them now and how, or, should, or can I wait till next spring after they've dried out and plant them? My experience with butterfly weed is it's a very... What can you say? Variable, maybe is the right word. It's very variable about how well the seeds germinate. And I have planted them in the summer, in the spring, in the winter, and it just seems like some years I get great germination and some years ah, three might come up. So there's a lot of seeds inside those pods, so you have a lot of stuff to, to work with here. So what I would do is wait till the pods are turning brown. They could be sort of a dark yellow as they're just about to split open. But it's when the when the pies have started turning brown, open them up, and there'll just be hundreds and hundreds of seeds inside there with a little feathery um, um, ends to them. And plant some of them now, and plant hold, put them in a in a box or something to hold till next spring. Plant some more next April when the ground is nice and warm, and see what happens. See what kind of germination you get. Okay. Well, now I've heard that you don't cover them. They need sunlight to germinate. I press them pretty hard with my fingers. You're right. Oh, okay. If you're a soft soil, you sort of mash them real hard into the soil, but leave a little bit of the seeds showing so the sun can get them primed for germination. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Make Conyers a pretty place just for us. Thanks for calling, Janie. Thank you. Bye-bye.
We've got who? Darren is out in, well, he's not in California. He moved from California and he's joining us this morning. Hey, Darren, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? Welcome south. we got to say that first. It's, uh, it's a, a different part of the country, no doubt. I, I live <laughs> in Watkinsville. Yeah. And uh, occasionally I work Saturday mornings, and I just wanted to call and tell you how much I enjoy the ride to work. Oh, Darren, that's nice of you to say that. It's really uh, nice of you to say that. I'm quite impressed. I never heard anybody ask you anything that you didn't have the answer to. Yeah, but you don't know if I'm making it up or not. <laughs> I might be making up every answer I have. I'm just an actor. Could be. Yeah, it's not. It's amazing. I, uh, I really, you know, I'm not particularly uh, a, a garden person. You know, California doesn't have nearly yeah. the greenery that uh, Georgia does. At, uh, but I, I'm just, uh, my drive is... is very nice because of your show. I, I, well, I appreciate it, and I'll let you get to somebody that uh, has a question for you. And because you're now an adopted Southerner, Darren, I can give you a little bit of Southern trivia that you might or might not need to know. But back when WSB was started, WSB was said to stand for Welcome South Brother because be people all over the southeast, frankly, people all over the eastern part of the United States could hear WSB because it was one of the few stations that was allowed to keep its signal strength high overnight. And so WSB be could be heard in Illinois, Indiana, and Connecticut, all over the southeast, just as here in the southeast, I could listen to the other stations in other parts of the country, WABC in New York, mm -hmm. and WOWO in, where was that, Indiana, uh, the Chicago station, the New Orleans stations, I could listen to all of them. When I was a kid, I had a little radio that I put right next to my pillow, and I would turn that dial real carefully at night and listen to the weather reports and the news and the, and the music mostly that had it other parts of the country and WSB is just one of those clear clear channel stations that uh, welcomed people to the south when they were moving to the south 20 30 50 years ago so I'm glad you're here again Darren right on yeah all right man be out. safe we'll Thank see you, you soon mm-hmm 404-872-0750 get you in Darren's place is empty right now we've got Constance in Lithonia who joins us on Lawn and Garden hey Constance good morning good morning how are you I'm great. How can I help, Constance? Well, we got a problem. I think it's grubs. It's a big old fat white worm, uh, yeah. off-white, I should say, with like six legs up front. And <laughs> All right. they're they're coming out of our uh, driveway. The crevices and the cracks in the driveway, the Ooh, deliberate yeah. cracks in the driveway, where the dirt is. Yeah, sure. The, the, they're coming out of there. It's like fifteen or twenty of them out there every morning. Oh man! And I don't, I don't know where they're going, but because I leave and go to work right away. But how can we control those? So you said that they are sort of a whitish color. Tell me more about what they yes. look like. Fat, long, about an inch, maybe an inch and a quarter long. Right. And they move very slowly and just look awful. How big Fat are they? Worm. Are they big as your finger or like a pencil or yeah. about how much around are they? Big as your, your finger, like your finger. I will take a guess here, and that is June bug larvae or June bug grubs, if you want to call them that, because June bug uh -oh. grubs are very active. They move around a lot, but one of the things I'll ask you now is something you might have already noticed. Do they seem to move around on their legs or do they mostly stay on their back with the legs up in the air? No, they're on their legs. 
look and make sure because there's hardly anything that I can think of, any kind of grub other than June bug grubs that are as big as your finger. They are it. They are the big one. They're the ones that are most noticeable. And um, the thing that I notice about them is they seem to want to sort of wriggle along out of the grass and onto bare paved spaces. They do their wriggling on their back rather than on their legs. So look and examine okay. and see. And okay. it's sad to say there's not much that can be done about them unless you want to spray the whole lawn with insecticide. And quite honestly, they don't do a lot of damage to the lawn. They eat thatch and they eat the stuff that's on top of the grass rather than eating the grass blades or the grass roots themselves. So there's not a whole lot of damage to your grass other than the ick factor when you roll over with your car and you have a squashed grub or a squashed oh, yeah. dozen or two in your driveway. So okay. honestly, right. you know, I'm, I'm just saying, Constance, that if it's the June beetle grub, don't worry too much about it. But that's what I think it is because of the size that you described. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. And I, we did have June bugs around. Yeah. Uh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. June and July. Those old green. Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. Hexagon shape or whatever. Funny looking bugs. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your, uh, your assistance. Thanks for calling, Constance. If you want something, if, if, if our listeners want to look at something that's really, really gross, go to my website and type in June bug or June bug grubs or something like that. I had a lady, this has been four, maybe five years ago now, who had a nice Bermuda lawn around her pool. And one morning she woke up, she went out to take a dip in her pool, and almost every every couple of inches in the pool were dozens if not hundreds of these june bug grubs that had moved around during the night had gone over the little patio around the pool and dropped into the water and they were drowned and they were dead but this incredible white scum of these june bugs those of you who are eating breakfast right now better stop but there was this incredible white scum of dead june bugs all over the surface of her pool she did not like that at all and i remember the picture that she sent me was not very was not very appetizing either but if you want to see it go to my website just type in june bug and you'll get all the information you need right now it's 650 on a saturday morning we got to get out of here we'll be back right after this this is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's going to be cooler than you thought it was going to be this morning and this afternoon as well. Highs in the high 70s, lows in the mid-50s overnight, partly cloudy, uh, scattered showers here and there. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We're broadcasting live this morning from the 32nd annual Fall Atlanta Home Show and Outdoor Living Exposition. You can get in free this morning. Just come to the front desk and say reliable. That is the code word to get in and get your garden questions answered personally right here at the at the show. You get entrance into the show itself at 10 o'clock when the gates open this morning. Reliable Heating and Air sponsors the show, or sponsors, I should say, the stage we're broadcasting from. We'll be right back after news. Nothing in this world could ever bring them down. Yeah, they're 